It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to another edition, but yet a very special edition for number 31, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book, The 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders. Hard cover, paperback, podcast, live, motivational, inspirational, celebrational, and today's a family affair. Does it get any better than this particular moment Listen, for me? You've got more people uh, in this room right here for you than will be at my wake. I'm just, for three hours of calling hour, there's more people that you have showed up for you on a Tuesday it's, than will show up for me at the end of my job. Uh, the one week of the year that I take off, Thursday is my birthday. Happy birthday what, in advance. What better way to spend my birthday than to have All your guys. my guys. All and, your guys. So there's a whole bunch of Noodleberg in here. There's a lot of Noodleberg. There's more Noodleberg. <laughs> in here than I thought existed on the planet, there, as a matter of fact. And there's more coming. <laughs> uh, we got, listen, we're going to explain what we got going on here, okay? As you know, uh, you got Steve, author, sales trainer, uh, motivational, inspirational, as I said, celebrate, we celebrating on Thursday. I like hanging out here, listening to him uh, talk I know about you do. me. I know you do. Uh, you got your pops. Your dad is here Doesn't, today. For me, it's Hello. Unreal. Stan Hello. is here right now. Stan. Stan Nuremberg. Stan, you were, you were my I, date on Christmas Eve. I, cre- I created this mess. <laughs> if you... If you think about it, you did create all this mess. If it wasn't for you, none of this would be happening none today. That's the correct call. Unbelievable. And he gonna, still owns up to it. Stan is your dad, and he is going to remain with us through the podcast. Yep. But also, we're going to bring on special teams and recruiting coordinator at Lafayette College, your son, Mark. Boom. And then we're going to kick him off. And we're going to come back with student assistant for the uh, Florida Gators in football, your son, Jake. And then we're going to kick him off. And your nephew is here. Unbelievable. The From only, Denver. The only non-Noodleberg, but he said Noodleberg in heart because Mama is a Noodleberg. Correct. correct. So he has Noodleberg Scott in, Garber. I would say, three quarters of the body, right? The so, handsome the handsome part. Oh, it's definitely, he's got the good looks. The handsome part of the genes comes from yes, that. Yes, indeed. So, so, so today you want it to be all about commitment and you want it to be all about family. Uh, was it uh, Sister Sledge, We Are Family? We Are Family. I got all my offspring. Daddy so, and me. So I grew up in an environment... That was all about sales. Mm-hmm. It was my grandfather, my dad. You know, I spent a lot of time around them. They taught me everything that I talk about today. And I don't think people go through that kind of training anymore. I, you know, I got trained by the best at, at that time. After hours. You know, my, at home. You know, all the around time. The, family. the way we thought, the way we acted, the way it was always about how to get to be the best and at one point in my dad's career he was the best in the shoe business stan you were the best in the business I was the best at retail and how did you know that i was told by the people my peers that's ah, how you know that's how did you, you know. believe it remember muhammad ali said i said i was the greatest before i believed it because i knew one day i would <laughs> did you believe it all the way absolutely yeah absolutely i we loved, never suffered you know from why ego, right? i love i loved what i was doing and if you love what you're and doing... I ne- and I never sold product. I sold myself. You sold yourself. So, so, so this may have been, what, 40, 50 years ago. It doesn't make a difference. These no. things still ring true. Yep. They're, they're timeless aspect of sales. People don't want to be sold, right? They want to be let in on. They want to be hooked up with. They want to know that, ooh, that's the best option for me. So, so one of the things I learned, so I'll be 58. So 
on uh, Thursday. When, when I left school oh my and God. joined my... <laughs> Hold on. Stan's having a hard time comprehending. <laughs> I will be 50. Your 59th year begins on Thursday. Thursday. How could so, that be? I'm only 56. <laughs> you started young. You just keep thinking of that. You started young. The, the, the things I learned early on were, you know, my grandfather and my dad made other people feel good. Mm-hmm. And, and in turn, they, they wanted to give back. And that was, how can I help you? How can I buy from you? How can I support your business? And so that was fundamental to me that if you really concentrate and the commitment is, I'm going to not be about me, I'm going to be about them mm-hmm. and make them feel good. You know, people buy for all kinds of reasons. It's never logical. It's always emotional. Really? It always comes back to some emotion that says, you know, this this is making me feel good and I want to do that. And in some cases, you know, that that's dangerous for people. But, mm-hmm. you know, guys like us always tried to go out of our way to make people feel well. And, you know, Stan, bad. you're it's, Steve's dad. Where did you learn it from your dad? It's I learned it from my father-in-law. From your father-in-law? My father-in-law. Okay. It was yeah. my grandfather. Elaborate, please. Well, he, he took me into his business, mm-hmm. and from a little tiny retail store, we grew into a huge business. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. And it, was, it wasn't about selling product. It was about making people feel good. People buy, can buy lady shoes anywhere. Mm-hmm. To make them come back, you have to make them feel good. You have to make them want to come back. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Now, and that may have been, as we said, some 60 years ago. Doesn't make a difference because in the book we still talk about that relationship. I was a little kid. I used to go in on Saturdays with my dad to his stores in New York. And I loved watching because not only did they do it, that's what they taught their guys to do. And at that time, retail was a premium place to work. Guys dressed up, you know, cufflinks. Right. Polished shoes. I mean, it was badass. Boutonniere. <laughs> yeah, the, the flower on the lapel. Yeah, I mean, sure. these guys were, were dressed to the nines. A lot of them were out all night long partying or playing cards or doing whatever they did because they were all, you know, real characters. But when they showed up, the commitment was, bang, lights on, let's go to work, let's do this. And, the, you know, they were a fashion shoe brand, and it was amazing. It was It was so much fun to watch. That now, as I get into more trainings and speaking and stuff like that, I still look back and I go, "It was the way I was trained. I I lived, I, I lived in you the lived it. in right. that environment." You so, lived it. You know, yeah. Stan. When did you know Steve was going to be good at this? When did you know he, he he was good from day one? From the beginning, you knew. From the beginning, you knew day one he was going to yeah, be. Yeah, good. yeah. He could he could sell you your, your own shoes. <laughs> could sell you the, the one the ones you were already wearing. Yeah, the ones you were already wearing. Well, without further ado, let's let's begin the cavalcade of Noodleberg, let's shall we? It. Let's do it. Let, let's bring in over here to the guest mic is Stan stays with us. Mark Noodleberg, special teams and recruiting coordinator, at Lafayette College, and most important of all, grandson of one Stan and son of one Steve, and bringing with him on his lap. So it's great, great, great grandson. Great you got you got a great grand. So there's four generations here. Yeah, it's unreal. You yeah. got great grandson, grandson, father. And then you got the man himself, Stan. It all comes right back. That's, uh, Mark, nice to see you, buddy. Nice to ni- nice to have you in studio. Great to be here. Last time we did this, I was over the phone. So, do, do you get an idea how blessed and how fortunate you are to get to be in the same room? I mean, do, I, do you feel that? I do. I have my whole life. And, you know, there's no there's no getting away from that. You know, you grow up, and you you know you better be blessed to be here. You got so. the boy Kai on your lap. We've got Kai. Kai, can you say hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> 
You know, I was I was going to I was going to say if is the boy guy? if the boy suddenly gets shy, he had no problem the first ten minutes going on and on and on and on and, on in the background. I got news for you; he's going to be the best of all of us. He, he always will, man. Well, he, he got a good uh, example to follow. So, uh, you, look at you got the family here. You're out there selling. You're selling a football program. You're selling players on you know buying into the system, if you will, selling families on you and, know, and, 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 and trusting and trust me with your son. For the next four or five years of his life, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, I think you know, and and that that's where the the genuine part of it really comes in is, you know, you can't you can't be fake there. You can't right. you can't authenticity. Yeah, everything. you can't just sell something to them that's not real and that they can't feel because they're going to see through it immediately. So I think you know, being authentic in that part of it, where you're talking about selling a program and convincing kids and families that this is where you need to be for the next four years of your life to propel you for the next 40 years of your life that's where being authentic you you can't fake that your dad writes about it it's in the book you lecture about it you speak on it the importance of authenticity people can see through your veiled agendas can't they you know so it's interesting because we just got off the road michelle and i were in dallas and in new york and in atlanta we spoke a bunch and all of this stuff about the way people view salespeople. You know, it's always negative. They think the thing that jumps in their mind is that used car guy that's, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, you know, sell them something. And that day is over, you know. And so for guys who are genuine, who say, I love what I do. I know what I do. I had a conversation with somebody recently, and I said to him, there is no doubt in my mind that if we work together, I change your life. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me, and he goes, wow. He goes, I'm overwhelmed. I go, I'm not selling that to you. I do that. So it's up to you to if you if it works for you and you want to buy me that's cool but I'm there's no middle ground for me I'll give you everything I got that's different than people trying to pull the wool over your eyes and say buy this and you know so I and I think generationally I learned that I passed it down to my boys and even though they're not in what would be considered a selling job mm-hmm. they're selling themselves every interview university every, every and a uni- program right it's all about getting in, being authentic, and then sharing that and saying, this is who I am. You know. So, Mark, when you get in the living room, when, you, when you're going to visit a player that you guys would like to have at the program, uh, what, are you, what are you taking from dad and from granddad's dad who sits beside you? What, what are you taking with you that you enter the living room that allows you to do what you do as successful as you do? Besides the gift of gab. Besides the gift of gab, <laughs> yes. Um, I'd say the authenticity part of it. Yeah. I think, you know, like my dad said, there's no middle ground for him. There's no middle ground for me. Like, I'm either all in or I'm all out. That's just the way it is. And I think I live that to the max in every aspect of my life right now. And um, that's hard. It's a hard thing to do, you know, because it also requires you to say no to things. Mm -hmm. It also requires you to to look a kid in the face and say, you know what? This really isn't the best thing for you. Right. You're not going to fit in at Lafayette. You're not going to be able to make it academically with us. Mm. This really isn't going to be the best thing for you. I may think you may make us better and I could try to sell you on that. But is that really going to end up working out for either one of us? So I think, you know, being able to be self-aware enough that you can say no to things and really try to find the best opportunities for both people in the relationship when you're making the sale is is what I got from. You know, this isn't just about selling products, widgets, as they would say in in college classwork, because, you know, a lot of business that you do is based upon units and subscriptions. Well, you get measured. Right, right, right. right. And, And what really you've instilled in your son, you know, Mark, who's with us now. Uh, some of which comes from your dad also people got to remember that sometimes you are you are just selling yourself to begin the trust process to begin the relationship to see whether you can do business at all so so uh, you know i this whole idea of sell or be sold 
you know, the, the idea that somebody is leading the dance, the best of the best in life lead the dance and they understand. And this is why I love when we all get together because the dialogue we have is so crisp and genuine and great. Saying no is really difficult in any walk of life. Mm -hmm. And so to hear him say that, it's like, wow, you know, it's so real because I used to say yes to everything because I could. And then that would get me into a situation that I wasn't really you happy said, about. You said saying hard is saying no is really difficult. Yeah. But it wasn't that hard for my prom date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure Stan's with us. Still. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's still on his toes. Just like Christmas Eve, you make him laugh. That's, so, <laughs> that's my guy. So we've got generation after generation. I mean, literally, there are four generations of Noodleburg on this very special 31st edition, which is about family and about commitment. Mark's going to stay with us here for a couple more minutes, and then we're going to put Jake in the hot seat. Um, Mark, when, when you read your books, uh, your dad's book, and I know you read your, your dad's book, what from it made you have what he calls that aha moment? Were you like, you know what? Raised by the man, live with the man, love the man, talk Uh-oh. to him every day. But you had an you had an aha moment in the book. Remember, I'm what, buying lunch. What, <laughs> what, what was that aha moment for you, as you can recall? Um, I would say in the book where he talks about kind of how every sale starts the same way, like where you, where just like we just said, you're selling yourself mm-hmm. first, right? And you're starting that relationship with you it's all about you that's really what i took away because that's how recruiting starts for me like i may see a kid in camp and love him and think he might be the best kicker in america but when we sit down in my office it always starts the same way i'm telling you who i am where i come from what i'm about and you're either going to buy that right then and there or you're not mm-hmm. and if and you either buy way, it, it's okay right if you and so for me if you buy it right then and there i know we've got a connection i know we can continue this recruiting process if i can feel right there in that situation that that didn't really grab you or that didn't affect you or you're not really you know whatever it just didn't it didn't hit for you then you know what i let that guy walk out of my office and go to, and walk down the street because for me i'm going to spend the next 4 months trying to convince that kid that this is the place that he needs to be. And then come February 3rd, something prettier is going to come along and he's going to end Mm. up jumping ship right Mm -hmm. before it's go time. So to me, it's that beginning part of selling yourself and figure out, okay, it does this person feel me? Do they vibe with me? And if they do now, as I find out about them, is it, does it work for me as well? So so an interesting point there is that, you know, you bring on recruiting guys that you recruit. I've hired, hundreds and hundreds of salespeople and I would always hire attitude before skill. Mm. So I, you know, there are lots of talented people who just aren't willing to do the work or right. just so affected with who they think Some they are. Some things you can teach. Some skills are teachable. Yeah, you know, so attitude is deep down and we yeah. have an attitude that we will always, always, always outwork the competition. So. Hey, Mark, best of luck with everything at Lafayette and thank you for being a part of this very uh, interesting collection of Noodlebergs. And bringing my oh. grandson to South Florida. Always Florida's a pleasure to and be bring here. Him as well. Thank you very much. Mark okay. Noodleberg, special teams and recruiting coordinator Lafayette College. Bye, Kai. Say see you, bye. Bye, Kai. Bye, Kai. <laughs> he's talking to himself. That's fine, too. Well, he's a Noodleberg, so he knows it. He's speaking talking to first himself. person, third person, second he's person. Definitely talking to himself. So Stan stays on with us, and now we swap out. Uh, we swap out so, more. So uh, proud moment for you, Daddy-O? I, I would uh, imagine. To see you can't, you can't believe the feeling. I'm almost in tears. Almost? Come on. If it's not, it ain't nothing if there's no water, water works. Let's bring in uh, your we son. We rodeos. Steve, let's bring in your son. There were son, definitely tears. Your son, Jake, and, of course, Stan's grandson, Jake, student assistant, Florida Gators football. 
Uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Hey, good to be back. Nice to, to see back. you. Nice to see you again. Absolutely. Uh, you are your father's son as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In, in a lot of ways. Go yes. Gators. Go Gators. Absolutely. What is it that you employ on a daily basis that comes from the man, the philosophy, and some folks may be able to pick up a little bit on by reading the book? Probably work ethic is probably the number one thing I take away on a daily basis. You know, in the book, he talks about working, you know, not nine to five, five to nine. I think that's a big thing that he talks about in the book. And, I, and definitely in the football profession, it is not the normal work day. You're working much longer. This is not an eight to five job. No, definitely no. not. So you have the games on the weekend. You got to recruit in the off season. So it's really about who's going to put in the most effort to get to where they want to go and you see that from my brother's career and other coaches that I've seen the person who works the most usually gets the most out of it. Stan, does that come from you? Are you responsible for that? I work 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day you did. Well, back in those days, retail was open 9 to 9. Retailers was 10 to 10. 10 to 10, right. Uh, Anything that comes from your boy, Jake here, Steve, that when you were writing the book um, that you thought, ooh, this comes from your direct relationship or experience with your son. Totally. I, I go right to a story. Jake played quarterback. Uh, he was a really good athlete growing up. Um, probably the best athlete of all of us, I'd, I'd have to admit, which That's gives fair. you a little That's blur, fair. You know? Well, you say that now because the other kid left the room. <laughs> so it's, it's easier to say that because uh, Mark stepped out. Mark's better looking. But <laughs> Mark's better looking, but now uh, that he's not here. So the takeaway was, you know, Jake had a bad experience, you know, with a coach mm-hmm. that he was going to quit. And I told him, we don't quit ever. Doesn't happen. Not part of the vocabulary, not part of the story. You watch our movies. We are not quitters. We will fight it. And uh, had a really good friend of mine, Daryl Fullington, who played for UM. I called him up and I said, Fully, man, I need your help. Jake's had a bad experience and he's not willing to go to practice and he's going to quit playing football. And I want him to stay part of this. It's just not part of our makeup and true story, right? I mean, hundred percent true so, story. So that is that. That's part of DNA that just says we're not looking for trophies. We're not looking for a pat on the back. We just don't quit when it gets hard. That's when it, the game starts. So, in a very meta twist, your boys are learning from reading your book, and you're actually writing your book, learning from watching, observing, and raising your boys. Yeah, I mean, you know, so you know that I'm a lifelong learner. I, I always want to learn. The book was a chance to look back on things that I did that I didn't even realize I was doing. But all of these stories, all of these antidotes, everything that makes up who I am, I got from my generation before me. And, and my grandfather was, no yeah. offense, the best. <laughs> he was the best of the best. Stan, the best? He once sold a lady a pair of men's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, the, be, the best. Why I, do I, I not doubt that? The best I had ever seen. The best dressed. I mean, I still wear his cufflinks all the time. Makes me feel unbelievable. But passing that down, mm-hmm. you know, it was a mindset, which is what I tell people. This is just how I grew up. This is not, you know, failure was going to be part of everything I did. And when I see my boys face that and then know that I train them right, it's all training. Everything is self-discipline, self-respect. It's all about that. And that's what I instilled in them. And I think you're grateful that you did. You are where you are. You, you, you know, you were the quarterback of the football team of your high school football team because you were a leader, because people will, were willing to follow you. They, they were willing. And that's, you can't, you know, people don't just go, Oh, I'm going to, you know, he's the, the president. I'm going to follow him or he, no, right. they follow instinctively know the guys 
who you want to be in the foxhole right. with. And, and I think the, the point of that story really is the fact that I did become the starting quarterback. Right. I was going to quit. I didn't, wasn't happy. And I ended up keep working and everything worked out. You got where you wanted to be. And I got where I wanted to be. So what is it about your pops and your, and your granddad too, that you, you say, man, I wish I could achieve that level of, or I wish that I did that as well as they do. Is there an aspect of their being that you envy? Because we all look at our dads or granddads and go, man, those shoes are awful tough to fill. I'm really happy you actually said that because I wanted to bring something up. He always talking about selling yourself. This is him. This is his family. This is why we're all on here right now is to show who he is as a person, and as a family man. He made him fly in, made him fly in. We drove 15 hours to be here, 21 hours really, to be for this moment just so we can be here with him. And I think at the end of my life, I can look back and say, I did this for my family. And it was a good life, you know, and I think grandpa, like me and grandpa were sitting together last night and he said it was really late and he kept like yawning and stuff. And that was like, ready to go to bed. It was late. It was like 12 o'clock. But he was like, I, I have to stay up. I have to keep looking at this. Like, this is my family. This is what's most important. And if I can say at the end of my life that I had everybody together and I made that happen, then it was a good life. So Stan's lessons are being passed down to these generations that are living it, not just knowing it, Stan, but living it in practice. And even uh, Kai, who sits here. Yeah. Is, is learning this from oh, without oh, yeah. a doubt, and he'll be the best of all. He'll of us. be the best of all, only because he has the the mix all of, of us. We're, we're all, uh, you know, we have certain things that we're alike, and then certain things that we're not alike. Of course, but, but there is that common DNA, and I think you know. Interestingly enough, when people hear my name, you know, they don't know that when I was a kid, I got harassed all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I taught my boys. I go, listen, you're gonna get your ass kicked a couple of times because people are gonna make fun of your name, and they just. That's their weakness, but we are who we are, and we show up a certain way. And when someone meets a Noodleberg, they will never forget it, and they Boom. live it every day. Boom. <laughs> Last question, Jake. Is it uh, true that it is, uh, quote, great to be a Florida Gator? Oh, is yeah. That, is that true? That is true? <laughs> yes, sir. I hear it a lot, Shannon. It's... I wasn't sure if that was factual. It's the reason I went to the same college my dad did. God bless you. And not Florida State. And he gets which a shot is, in. Which is, which is where my brother went. Well, because he's out of the room. Everybody's yeah. talking smack. Notice when Mark's it's out so of the room. so easy to do when he I was going to say that I've been fortunate enough to have really three generations in front of me because my brother is 12 years older than me. So I really have my he's grandpa, my dad, and really my brother who got to go through everything yeah. and was a lot more open with things he went through. So as I go through them, I kind of see a very vivid image and how he went through them. and how Good not for you. Pretty cool, right? Good for you. Yep. Jake Nudelberg, best of luck with everything. Awesome. Thank with you, your Gators. Thank you for being a part of the podcast wow. today. Stan stays with us. Steve stays with us, of course. And now we bring in Scott, who is the one that said he's only kind of Nudelberg. Oh, he's so in, Nudelberg. In, no, no, <laughs> Wait this guy. <laughs> by all means, Scott Garber. Now explain your situation because your mom <laughs> is, is Nudelberg. Is that right, <laughs> Scott? Now, now I notice you're, you're sitting here like you think this is the NBA draft. <laughs> Get the mic near you and answer the damn question. <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean you're kind of Noodleberg? What does that mean? Mm, this is, hold on. This is unbelievable. Um, this is family. This is family. This, is, this has been a long journey to get to this room. Um, so listening to my cousins, my grandpa, my uncle, um, you know, speak about this, this, I was on the outside looking in for a long time and um, wanted this. And, and it wasn't always so easy getting here. So my mom is a Noodleberg, um, raised really close, but yet sort of far away. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the ability to, to connect with like-minded people and have them be family is, is euphoric. I mean, and that's the only word that I could put on it. So it's, uh, I'm a Noodleberg, I'm a Garber, 
I'm part of this family, and it's amazing to be here. It sounds honored to get to do that. You know, I always say, and I know this is about business and about sales and, and life, but, you know, we inject a lot of real into all this reality. Um, family is the only association in life you really can't choose. Nope. Because you can choose who you work with. You don't like it, you go somewhere else. You can choose who you date, who you live with, who your friends are. Family, you, that's it. You, I didn't pick those parents. I didn't pick those siblings. This is what, that's the only relationship that you have in life you have no say of. And it sounds like this young man right here, if he could have chosen any way, he would have chosen to be a part of this. You know, so families are, are strange at times and they go through weird gyrations about being together and not together and having different agendas and whatever. Scott, you know, I, I admire him because he fought for what he wanted and wasn't until very recently, within a year ago, he reached out and said, hey, listen, my inner family or my immediate family is one thing, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to live my life not part of you guys. And he reached out, and, and we talked about it, and he said, look, you could have said, no, not interested, or you know, he was willing to face that, that doubt. But I was like, look, dude, I'm family. I love you, and I'm going to bring you in, and I'm going to help you, and I'm going to train you. And I will tell you, he's probably one of my greatest training efforts because in eight months, this guy is soaring up the ladder at his company, and it's not... I'm not doing anything with him that I wouldn't do for anybody. Mm -hmm. So it sort of validates for me the work. It validates for him the work. And then on top of that, it's family. And he was not going to be here. And I, we were in Dallas last week when I spoke. And I said, there is no doubt you're coming. You have to come. And yeah. he's here and, you know. It's got, what is your business, by the way? Yeah, so I work for a company called Stack Sports. Um, so, so right in the, in the realm of what, you know, where Steve got his sport or his start, um, what my cousins are doing. It's really cool, actually, um, you know, selling to the Division One football space. So, you know, leveraging what, you know, the success that they've had and being able to now, you know, piggyback that and, and sort of grow my career on the shoulders of what, you know, the foundation my family's laid is just unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I'm a former <laughs> college football player myself. So, you know, it stays in the he, family. Stan? He was a punter for uh – Alabama, South, 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 South Alabama. Alabama, South Alabama, South Alabama. Uh, he looked like a, he looks like a young Danny Marino. He does, man. You he notice does. that? Yeah. In the uh, how does. old are you? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay. I'm thinking Marino right around draft time, <laughs> with the curly hair and all the rumors of uh, smoking weed. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> rumors. Those rumors. The rumors. Sure. Of course. Rumors, you know what of course. they say about rumors. Um, I got to tell you that this has been a, a fascinating, and for me, a little bit envious, uh, but a fascinating episode of the podcast. Because the people that are listening and buying the books and going to the seminars have personal goals, but a lot of them are doing what they're doing because they want to provide a better life for whom? For their families. And so that the generations after them have it better than they did, more opportunities than they did. And now we, we finish this episode in, again, a very poetic manner with a kid in the form of Scott Garber, who says, I am Noodleberg, who wanted in, who, who wanted, who forget the family relationships, again, that we have no say in the matter, he said, I want to be a part of this. And now he gets to be a part of this and, family. And what we are sharing, he flew a red eye in, got in yesterday morning. My dad got in at about 11. Boys got in at 3. And then we couldn't go to sleep last night. It was 12 o'clock, and we're still, you know, just stories on top of stories and sharing. And, you know, that's how I live my life. All of the family occasions were stories. I mean, bullshit on top of bullshit on top of bullshit. <laughs> and you know what? But it's, it became so ingrained that when you see each of them get up here in front of a microphone, they're 
very at ease, very, you know, they can easily tell a story. And it's, you know, so you're fascinated. I'm blown away because of all the things I set out to do well in my life, mm -hmm. I did some okay. I did some really, really, really well. This is what the number one goal was. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with financial status. This has nothing to do with Titles. all of the toys and all of the shit. This yeah. is the real stuff yeah. that when people focus and say, wow, if this is really what it's about, you know, when they, when it's all said and done, yeah. I'm going to, I'm a proud dude. And I got to tell you, I give all the credit to Stan. So <laughs> easy pat yourself on the back. This is all on you, Stan. Great job. You're absolutely, <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. The, the, the irony, again, the poetic irony in all this is that this is a tool for people to succeed in business so they can help their family. And this episode has all been about family who's proud just to get to be a part of this family. And it's process. You know, re really, I keep saying, you know, when Scott came up, you know, started, uh, you know, we started t dialoguing and I said, I'm going to help you, but I'm going to show you that it's not easy. It's pretty simple, though. Yeah. You need to define your process. And we built the process. And so speak to what happened to you in six months. You, you know. so, so the coolest thing, you know, I, I dove into the book. You know, we reconnected. And it's a really funny story. I was so nervous to reconnect. I, I got on the phone with Steve for the first time. I was shaking. I was intimidated. I had no clue what I was getting back into. It was the Noodlebergs, you know? Like, I mean, so I had a sort of a clue. Um, <laughs> you better. Um, you know, and, and so I dove into the book. You know, I, I, I biked out into the mountains, read it. And, and, you know, the biggest thing I took away that I still do every day now is I make my bed every day. And it's, yeah. not, it's not about these, you know, you know, rocket science concepts or theories. You know, this is, these are the small things that build a solid foundation that lets all of this happen. Amen. Uh -huh. Thank you very much, Scott. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for having Stay me. Stay handsome. Hey, uh, Stan, uh, thank you for all. Thank you for having including me. Including being my Christmas Eve date. Let's do it again. <laughs> and then. we are doing it again this we'll, year. We'll do it again this, this year. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but this year, uh, Steve, you get the check, I insist. <laughs> just like uh, last year. Got the check. Just like last year. Just like last year. Just like last year. I, don't, I won't eat much, I promise. <laughs> And I, I think You're a I, welcome guest. I think looking, I, but only Kenny, looking, Kenny has to come this year. Yeah, and looking Kenny forward to it. Yeah, and looking forward to it indeed. Uh, happy early birthday to Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Indeed, and as we always do, we close with asking you to tell us something good. So why don't you do that on a day in which I think there's a lot to... to on the surface. So obviously there's a lot of really good here, but behind every good man and behind every good family is a great woman. And so... Thank you to Michelle. Because ah, Michelle, your lady. She's the one living with all these noodle birds. <laughs> well, you know, Ali would meet couples, and generally they'd be about 30 years older than you and Michelle are. And and, and Ali would meet this nice old woman, and, and he, he would say to the lady, you could have done better <laughs> than the guy that you're with. And so Michelle every day lives with, you're a handsome guy, Thank you. but she's next level. She is next level. You're aware of this. So, uh, right. So, we use this term, football term, outkick, outkick the, the coverage. coverage. And I certainly, listen, outkick the coverage. If you, if, <laughs> if you Google the term image search, there's just a picture of me and all my exes. Because I've done it my entire life. Uh, listen, you want to do it again? Want to go 32? You are so special. Thank you for being part of this. I'm friend. a part of the family. Yes. Thank you, you very are. much. At least for Christmas Eve, I Yes. Uh, Kai's making his way back in. We better wrap it up quick. Uh, listen, we're going to do it again for 32 next time around on behalf of Steve Nudelberg and the entire family and, and Scott Garber, too. Josh Cohen saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast.